When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Women deserve equality and opportunity and pay and everything else. But I've noticed there's an unintended consequence as a result of the women's movement that's robbing women of something else they deserve. Love. Now, what has been the common complaint of men in relationships going back, really, for centuries? They're misogynistic. They're uncaring, they're detached, emotionally unavailable, they can't connect. And what do women crave from men? That connection. Ask me about my day. Ask it, learn, you know, invest in my heart, right? Hasn't that always been women's biggest desire and complaint from a man is, you know, he, he places everything else of higher value than connecting with his wife and is generally incapable of it. And, you know, that's generally been a true characterization. Well, let's look at what's happening these days. Have you noticed that every single movie, every single TV show, every single commercial out there, the dynamic has flipped. The woman is shut down, angry, demanding, controlling, belittling of the man. There's a great example of this. And I could have picked hundreds of TV shows, movies, uh, commercials, but one that really sticks in my mind is a commercial for car gurus. Have you ever seen it? It's basically this man who's trying to pick out a car for the family. And what's interesting is he's doing everything a woman has always wanted. He's invested and he's really trying to make the best decision for the family. And he comes across as this really caring, likable, um, invested man. The really the quintessential man a woman has always wanted. Now, it's a bit silly because in his investigating of cars, they show this map and he has pins everywhere and strings running. You know, he's obviously being hypervigilant and going over the top. But he's invested. He cares. He wants to make the right decision. Well, that's what women have always wanted, right? Because typically men would just do whatever they want to go, look, this is the car we got right? That was their complaint. They weren't involved in anything. And the man didn't really care. He just did whatever he wanted. Well, the, the wife comes in and sees this and she comes over and goes, oh, and just like that, very like, oh, like condescending, belittling, castrating, shows in this car guru's app, pushes a button and goes, here's the answer. And just walks out the door flippantly, just completely Integrate. So they show the man's face and he's a complete buffoon, an idiot, totally insulted and belittled. Well, that's the new dynamic women are being taught. And what does this remind you of? For those of us old enough to remember the show All in the Family, Archie Bunker, remember that? Well, how did Archie treat Edith, his wife? He basically sat in his chair, bossed her around, completely belittled her, denigrated her and and Edith was just really a buffoon, you know, air, they portrayed her as, you know, basically an airhead. 
And Archie would insult her and she'd just laugh it off, you know, like it never affected her. And let's face it, that was, you know, pretty much the relationship model that, you know, went on for centuries of how men treated women, you know, especially that, you know, the 50s. I mean, when TV really started to come about, that was always the message. Women are beneath men. Women have no voice, aren't worth anything. Only the man has strength and power and all of that. Well, here's the problem. The women's movement did a great thing. You know, I mean, obviously it started with the vote and work and things like that. But when it moved into the social element, here's the mistake that Steinem and Fonda made. Do you remember the rallying cry for the whole women's movement? I'm a woman, hear me roar. Well, who roars? A lion. And what's the lion? The male king of the jungle. Basically, what the women's movement did is say, go become a man. And here's here's why. What model have we seen of what strength, power, confidence looks like? Well, the male model, right? Now, I'm not saying that's strength, power, and confidence, because obviously the way Archie Bunker treated his wife was anything but strength, confidence, and true power. It was, you know, based out of massive insecurity and, and all of that. But that's the only model we've ever seen. Why? Because as a society, we've never invested in learning about relationships, learning about emotional mastery, anything like that. So we can only go off the models that we know, right? So that was the model we've seen of this is what strength and power looks like. And so unintentionally, the I, I think it's unintentional at least, what has the feminist woman, movement sold women? If you want strength and power, go become a man, become the male king of the jungle. And as I said, that is evidenced all throughout social media, everything is this new model of woman denigrates a man, belittles him. We're basically raising and advocating a whole new generation of women that are misanthropic. Men were misogynistic. Now we're developing misanthropic women who denigrate men, belittle them, castrate them, just like men used to do to women. I find that heartbreaking because what is a woman's greatest gift? Now, both sides have gifts. I I don't buy into this. We're equal. We're not. I mean, do we have some abilities that we can do equally? Sure. But men physically have more testosterone. They're just things they can do that women can't and vice versa. There are things women can do that men can't. One of those things was their ability to tap into their emotional vulnerability. Well, what the women's movement has done is say, cut this out. Don't use this. This is bad. This is wrong. Just look at the whole boss bitch movement. Have you read the book? I read it and she right in there says, shut your feelings off. Don't just be getting, you know, she's, she's telling women, go become a man. Well, what's been the problem in relationship? The inability for both sides to connect. And what is connection? It's emotional mastery. It's the ability to connect on an intellectual, emotional, spiritual, sexual dynamic. It's intimacy. And what is intimacy? Into me, I let you see. Well, the feminist movement is telling women, no, 
No, you're uh, if you you're that. No, you're weak. I mean, we belittle women if they get dolled up now. If you wear any makeup or dress well, oh my God, you're just you know you're denigrating women. Women are strong and powerful, you know. And so you're seeing this big rise. I mean, my God, some women are just huge. Like I'm not saying that's bad, but it's we're telling women you have to be this masculine presence. Well, that's confusing to me. Because women fought against toxic masculinity, you know, that's this new term, toxic masculinity, that being, you know, a male characteristic is somehow bad. Now, I'm not saying there, you know, there isn't a line where it crosses toxicity and, you know, there isn't a line where it crosses misogyny, but we're advocating that women become the male version of that, basically misanthropes. And that is the new boss bitch movement, the new feminist movement. Will you tell me, how is it possible for people to relate and connect if neither one is capable of being emotionally available? It's not possible. And here's, here's what's showing up. The, the, the dynamic I described about men being dis- distant, emotionally detached, could leave relationships easily, have affairs, all of that stuff. That's something that's called love avoidance, all right? For those of you who aren't aware, every single one of us, we're codependent. It's all we've ever been shown in relationship dynamics from our parents, movies, everything. We all struggle with codependence, all right? Now, the other underlying aspect of codependence, what comes out of that is something called love addiction and love avoidance. Every single couple on this planet is either primarily a love addict or love avoidant, okay? Now, the love avoidant is characterized. It's a power dynamic, all right? They always have something that's more important in the relationship, all right? Outside, it's called outside intensity. So, for decades, for men, it was their career, their hobbies. Um, Lots of times they'd have outside, they'd have addictions because see, all of these things rob the ability for intimacy to happen. Okay. Because what would men say? They'd work 40, 50 hours, then go out with the guys, hobbies, come home. The wife's like, look, I've been taking care of the kids. I've been doing this. I'd like some time to connect and connect with you. And what would the man's reply be? Look, honey, I'm working 50 hours a week, 70 hours a week. I'm hanging out with the guys so I can supply you this home. Do you see the defense mechanism? That's the cover. But underneath the love avoidant is their complete inability to connect emotionally. They don't have it. And so what they're after is power. And because they're not connected in the relationship, they can, when the relationship ends, they're like, nah, they're basically over it. They just move on. Well, look at yourself. I mean, I, I, the the female clients I have, and and when I look on Facebook, when I look on social media, I see it over and over. When I'm done, I'm done. It's over. I'm gone. No feeling. I'm seeing that more and more from women. I'm seeing it more and more in clients when I work with couples. Very rarely will the woman even participate in therapy. Most most men now are seeking it out, wanting to build connection. Many times the women are like, no, I'm not going to do this. Or when they come in, they're incredibly guarded, defensive. Any hint that they might have to look at themselves, they'll never come back. They're gone. I'm noticing it with my female clients. They come in, they're complaining all about men. They have no 
ability to see themselves when I ask them, so what do you feel? Completely detached. They'll tell me a story. You know, like I'll, I'll say, so what happened? Um, you know, and they'll tell me a story of how um, the man hurt their feelings. And I'll say, so how did that feel when you experienced that? And she goes, well, he did it again. And she'll go off on another story. And I'll say, so how did that feel? And then another story. And then another story. And then another story. Well, what was a woman's gift? I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel hurt. They could connect emotionally. That ability is dwindling massively. Now, the consequences of that is if we can't connect emotionally, we can't have relationship. Okay? And so women are caught in this double bind. This is the other aspect, the, the unintended consequence of the feminist movement. While men, basically, you know, you can't deny, you know, that men really turned women into objects. Now the women's movement has told them if you do anything feminine at all, if you get dressed up like Halloween costumes, a princess, oh my God, don't wear a princess outfit. Don't send your child to school in a princess outfit. You're going to get reprimanded at how you're denigrating and belittling women that were so much more than that. In other words, the, the qualities of a woman, which can include and are, and are not limited to their beauty, is a problem. They're not, it's not okay for women to be beautiful anymore. They can't wear makeup. They can't ever dress up. They have to live in yoga pants, flip-flops, a tank top, and their hair in a bun. Anything besides that, and they're not supporting strong women. Do you see the double bind that places women in? If I'm vulnerable at all, if I express an inherent part of being feminine is an ability to connect emotionally. And speak emotionally. Women are denigrated and told by the feminist woman, feminist movement, that's bad. You're not being strong. You're not being powerful. As I said, the whole boss bitch, boss bitch movement, while some aspects of it are be independent, support yourself, don't rely on a man, those are great. Just like equality in pay, equality in opportunity, all of those things are great. I'm not arguing any of that. What I'm arguing is the unintended consequence. Because women never had a model of what it would be like to, to take their inherent gifts into the workforce, into a relationship, while also being strong, they became that which they hated. Now, what, what's the solution? What, what might be a better, oper- a, a better model? Well, what if women brought their gifts What if they didn't drop their inherent femininity, their inherent emotional capabilities, the depth and breadth of how they can connect and be there emotionally, and they brought that into the workforce, they brought that into a relationship, and it wasn't a sign of weakness. And men, because we've done a great job of teaching men, look, this is important. Just like that car guru's commercial, they showed a great representation of a thoughtful, caring, leading man. He's trying to take the lead, but he's not doing it from a misogynistic place, bossing the woman down. It's from a caring place, including her in the process, very emotionally available. Instead of denigrating and castrating the man, just like men used to do to women, what if that became a discussion? What if that became the new commercial where she walked in and she went, wow, 
I really appreciate how much you care about picking out the right family car. This is amazing. I feel really close to you right now. And what, because what does a man need? A man need, let's face it, men are massively insecure, horrifically insecure. This idea that men are strong is a joke. We live for the pat on the back from a woman. I don't care who you are. And I know there's some, some men that are construction workers or the typical male jog. I don't need that. My baloney. Every man needs it. That's why there's a woman because that's a gift. She can do that. But instead of bringing that in and then the man returning that vulnerability with, I really appreciate that. Now, what are your ideas, honey? Is there anything I'm leaving out of this process that might make picking the right car better? And she goes, well, you know what? I just came across this car gurus thing. Take a look at this. Isn't this amazing? What if the modern feminist movement, Hollywood and everything showed that as the model? That's relationship. That's love. That's mutual understanding, mutual hearing, mutual presence. There's no avoidance in that. There's no having to be one over the other. And that's what the feminist woman movement has, has done. I see these women's posts all the time of I'm a strong woman. And all of it is cursing that I can't be weak. I can't cry. I can't be emotional. I'm strong and powerful. And they're robbing themselves. And so I get these female clients who, when I talk to them about emotional vulnerability, their, their whole posture, they shrink back, scares the living hell out of them. Remember the love avoidant. This is a power position. That's why they can leave the relationship and have no feelings. And this is becoming an epidemic on the female side. They can walk out of it. They won't have fights. They won't have discussions. They won't engage in healing a relationship or participating in it. Why? Because if I were to participate in the relationship and I saw that there might be a part of me that could grow and, and I could take ownership of this, what would I lose? Power. Because they feel like they lost an argument. Why did men, why would men never go into therapy or coaching or any of it? Same thing. I am not going to lose my power. I'm the boss. I'm the man, right? Christianity pushed that, you know, for centuries, uh, you know, all of these dynamics. And so what we've done is we just keep turning people against each other. When are we going to create a model that is of true equality, Ever thought about that? That's the problem with the women's movement. It's not preaching equality, not in relationships. It's preaching domination. Well, what did men do to women? They dominated them. Well, what are men do? You know, it's, it's, that's what everybody's stuck in. And so you'll see this if you read through dating profiles. It's, I mean, I, I'm on dating apps. Honestly, it's, in many cases, it's just a sociology experiment. It's hysterical to me. The demanding nature of the profiles, you can't be this, 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 that come from women. It's just this laundry list of anger and resentment. There's no softness. There's no kindness. There's no emotional vulnerability in it. Now, I don't, I'm sure men do the same thing. This isn't, look, I, I want to make sure I'm being clear. I'm not saying men are perfect. I'm not saying men are great now and women aren't. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is both sides are hurting, both sides are struggling. And because we refuse to 
deal with the underlying issues that all of us are scared to death, that all of us lack the ability to deal with our emotions, that all of us need growth in that area. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not here to um, say men are better, but I am here to point out, look, we're missing something here. We're robbing both sides of what they want. Both sides want intimacy and connection, maybe in a little bit different ways. But the way the women's movement is going about it is making damn sure it's not possible for women because they are chastised and belittled and told they're not a strong woman if any aspect of their femininity, their inherent femininity, things that are of nature that can't be changed, they're told if they express that, they're not a strong woman, they're not in the club. Well, we all need to belong. And so my goal in this is to bring, is to open your eyes What for those women who choose to watch this, watch. Watch TV commercials, watch movies, watch sitcoms, and then go back and watch All in the Family. You can pull up the reruns, watch Archie Bunker, and you'll see there is no difference. Women are treating men just like Archie Bunker treated women. Well, I don't consider that an improvement. I just consider that a transference of poor treatment that's now being condoned on one side. For centuries, we condoned it for male, for men, and now we're condoning it for women and calling it equality. And I know a lot of women like will be posting, well, it's our turn. They deserve it. Well, what does that say about the woman, the woman that posts that or has that feeling of, you know, it's our turn to get you back. Well, what does that mean? She's filled with tremendous sadness, hurt, anger, resentment. Why? Because she's scared to death to be vulnerable. And so she's going to project it out and still blame the man because she adopted this false role of over-empowerment, of love avoidance, and doesn't want to deal with it. She doesn't want to be vulnerable anymore. She can't be vulnerable and be a part of the tribe. And so she's going to, again, project it out and make the man the problem. Do you see how, in, in while men, yes, there's truth, men needed a lot of growth when it came to equality and opportunity and, and allowing or seeing women as an equal, what women have done to themselves is become that which they hate and they're still blaming men for it. Well, men aren't responsible for that. Not this time. And that's the part the, the feminist movement has to own and nurture women and go, Ooh, wow. I mean, isn't that, look, we all make mistakes. There are unintended consequences to everything. The whole goal for the feminist movement was to build women up and they've done for the most part, they've done an amazing job. When it comes to the work aspect of things, where they've done a horrific job is in creating a dynamic that helps that allowed women to keep their emotional vulnerability so that they could end up with the love that they deserve. And so now women are sacrificing love for career, love for power, just like men did. Men chased, you know, status outside, um, proof of their power through their career, their cars, you know, all of the outside accoutrements. Well, that's what women are now doing to themselves. The problem is they're still blaming men for something they did to themselves. 
And so what I'm advocating is let's get into reality on both sides. Both sides need a ton of emotional growth, a ton of it. Women and men can both be powerful. Like I said, that the picture I painted of the car gurus commercial of two being two people being vulnerable and open and working together, not one on top of the other, you know? And so any, this is what's, you know, sad is anything in the movie industry, Hollywood, if a man shows any sign of power, they won't, they won't show it. Only the woman can be powerful. Well, why can't both be powerful? Why can't there be a shared experience of power? Why can't we go for that? Why don't we drop this feminism and masculinity and all these, you know, belittling one side or the other and both of us go, you know what? We both need help. Why don't we stop this fight for power and create something that's mutual? Like, what about mutualism? I don't know. Maybe there's probably a better word than that. But why don't we start advocating that? Why don't we stop advocating, you know, basically men misogynist, women misanthropes. Let's quit the power struggle. Let's join together and create something equal. Well, what would that take? Both sides investing in, you know what? I have growth to do. Now, the difficulty is we've raised and created this group of misanthropic women who are like, no, no, I'm not that. They can't see themselves. They can't see themselves as misanthropic, as demeaning, and belittling to men, just like men couldn't see it of themselves. Well, that's what the feminist woman movement needs to show is, whoa, 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 equality, standing up for yourself, that's different than misanthropic blindness to our coldness, our detachment, and how we belittle men. Men need to be shown that too. Whoa, strength and power isn't belittling women. That's the dynamic I personally feel we need to take this to, you know, we, we live the journey of men in power. We've tried this journey of women in power. It's still not working. Why don't we switch it to both sides sharing in true equality and we show commercials, we show movies. Well, I'm fine with showing movies of when women acting misanthropic and a resolution where she sees it and overcomes it and men acting, you know, misogynistic and, you know, having that same discovery journey. Why don't we show movies, TV commercials and sitcoms like that where there's a struggle on one or both sides and they, but they work to it, work at it together to overcome it together. Why don't we start sending that picture as the model versus one is over the other? This, you know, the typical, I mean, what's the new thing? Happy wife, happy life. Well, what does that mean? Unless a man castrates himself, unless a man acts like Edith Bunker, his wife will never be happy. Well, that's misanthropic, right? Now a man's got to be Edith Bunker. Well, why don't we just stop putting, making somebody Edith Bunker? So look through your own life, ladies, for those of you who haven't <laughs> just completely shot up, you know, and, and left, if you've made it this far um, and haven't been angry, because if you've become that misanthropic woman, if you've bought into that false dynamic, you're probably very angry at me because this is pointing out, my gosh, I am that. I do castrate men. I do expect more. I do place men in a double bind. That's another thing in dating relationships. 
women want equality, but the men better pick her up, better buy the flowers, better romance the hell out of her. And so now there's this gray line. Men don't know what to do. Well, wait a minute. If I open the car door for you, pull out your chair, some women will just get irate. Don't you think I'm, I'm equal? I can't do that for myself. Others are like, oh, if you don't do that, but yet don't expect me to open up vulnerably or emotionally. It's this massively confusing dynamic. So my request is, or my suggestion is, why don't both sides look at themselves? Why don't men own up to how they're not present emotionally and put a plan in place to gain emotional mastery, to be more open emotionally for women? And why don't women do the same? Why don't these strong, powerful women that are out there trying to be a boss bitch recognize that they're robbing themselves of love? They're doing it to themselves. Men are not to blame for that. Both sides share in the responsibility equally. And therefore, both sides have a part to play in healing that and developing a new dynamic where both sides work together and the power struggle stops. So look in your life, ladies, if you're still listening. Has your pursuit of the modern feminist strong woman turned you into a love avoidant? Can you leave a relationship easily without many feelings? Are you overattached to your kids, your animals, um, your career? These are all characteristics of love avoidant women. They will place importance over them so that they don't have to attach to a man. Um, primarily women would always have emotional affairs outside the relationship, but more and more, and men would have sexual affairs. More and more women are having sexual affairs. They're becoming more and more like men. Okay. Look in your life. Are you afraid to have an argument? Are you afraid to go get help and talk to somebody and, and confront these underlying issues? All of those would be signs that you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to get what you really deserve. Equal, caring, intimate love. I hope you take a look at that and recognize we both have work to do, and I hope we both decide to do it.